Do you feel like there should be money left over at the end of the month and there rarely ever is? Or would you say your financial life is fine, but you desire to make more of an impact? Or are you ready to learn long-term investment strategies recommended by billionaire investors that could get you on your way to 10 times your investment? Seedtime offers financial courses that educate and empower you for every stage of your financial journey. If you're ready to say yes to financial freedom and for God to use your money as a tool to do the miraculous, go to faithandgather.com slash seedtime and pick the best course for you. When you find the one you love, enter discount code FAITHINSPIRED for 10% off. So again, if you're ready to run and say yes to kingdom impacting money, go to faithandgather.com slash seedtime. That's S-E-E-D-T-I-M-E. Pick the course designed for you and enter discount code FAITHINSPIRED. Get ready to become truly free as the world needs you to be. First and foremost is if you want to go shopping, go shopping in your closet. If your closet is full, it's literally full, you have to go in your closet first because otherwise you're just spending money needlessly. So I always say shop in your closet first. You do need to go through what you already own and see if it's something that you even want to keep or that fits you or that works. So shop in your own closet is the first thing. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Have you noticed a bit of sticker shock lately, especially when shopping for new clothes? I love when I get to sneak away and spend time looking at beautiful clothes on the rack because honestly, it doesn't happen very often. But lately, when I've had the chance, I've done more admiring than buying. Do you feel me? And after purging quite a bit of my wardrobe right after Miss Delaney was born, I need a few quality pieces that match the joy and boldness I have within, aka something other than leggings and a sweatshirt. Are you feeling me again? (laughs) If yes, this episode is for you and me both. I sat down and chatted with the spicy and beautiful Trey Styles about how to shop and style yourself on a budget so you can confidently reflect the joy of Jesus on the inside and the outside. Trey is an Afro-Latina wardrobe stylist and makeup artist with over 20 years of experience in the creative arts. She provides an encouraging environment with a creative voice to help her clients feel heard, inspired, and recharged. And I promise, after hearing Trey's insights, you will be recharged and energized to get to know what you love, what looks great on you, and how to feel and look like a million bucks without spending it. So let's get started and have some fun. Hey, Trey, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Glad to have you on. You and I were lucky enough to get to know each other through the Mom Boss Grant, which was just super exciting to be a part of that and super fun. So I'm just glad that we got to know each other and I just had to have you on. And I do want to say like shout out to Dre Bartle because she is the woman who runs it all over at Covey Events, who runs the grant and runs the Mom Boss 5K and all the other amazing events that they do. And she was actually a guest on the Faith Inspired podcast before. So shameless plug, if you have not listened to episode 32, please go back and listen to that because it is so good. It is titled How to Let God Lead. And there are so many great, good nuggets in there that I think um, you will glean a lot from because I know I did. So putting that plug in there, but you, Trey, you were the winner of the Mom Boss Grant. So many, many congrats to you. And I just want to say, you know, it was well, well deserved. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I want to say thanks because you were the one who reached out and was like really interested in talking with me and talking with the other grant um, nominee. So shouts out to you because like most of us in that situation, people are like so nervous and so timid that they don't necessarily want to reach out to the quote unquote competitors, but you're like, no, let me get to know who everyone is. Let me talk to you. Like, let me see what you're doing. How can we network? All of that. So shouts out to you for being an amazing networker. Um, I am absolutely taking note. Um, so thanks for that. And you know, winning was, um, one of those moments where you're like, wow, I just won something. I can't believe I just won something. So many times of trying like grants. I've been doing this grant, throwing my head in the grant situation for a while now. So to actually have one pan out was like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> so that felt really good. And it felt like, okay, we've got a nice momentum. And then afterwards, it even snowballed into more. And just loving what I do and being able to grow. So <laughs> thanks for being a nominee and thanks for reaching out and like really getting to know me. I really appreciate it. So now I have a new friend in you. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's just, that's what we got to do. We have to unite. Um, It was, we're not supposed to be in competition with each other. I mean, competition can be good, you know, but in this case it was women supporting women. So yeah, extending that hand is something that I just love to do because there's so much that we can learn from each other. Hence, why you are on the podcast today. Because after I started to get to know you, I really realized that you just have this beautiful heart for women and really showing them like what the beauty that's on the inside of them, really helping them do that externally and making them feel confident so they can really show that beauty externally and so that's what we're going to talk about today we're gonna talk about how to really like dress yourself and style yourself as well as your family but most importantly on a budget because we are in some trying times right now in terms of financial stuff we are we're hitting a little a little bump right now in the road and every time that I go to the grocery store I'm like ooh, that is that's a lot bigger than it was last time. So um, just having that focus on that, like you can still really empower yourself to dress beautifully and you can do it on a budget. I'm just excited to dive into that. But first, you have just a really cool, unique background. So I would love to talk a little bit about what you are doing now and really how you do help women and others. I'm Trey Styles. I'm a wardrobe stylist and makeup artist. I get the opportunity to go into people's wardrobe and like do a, a complete overhaul or we can do like outfit creation, closet clean out. And the overhaul has to do with like hair, makeup, um, daily routines, like really getting a good flow in your wardrobe, putting together your perfect 10. Um, that's one of my favorite things for clients is like a perfect 10, 10 pieces that you can work and mix and match and make outfits out of is one of my favorites. So there's that. And then there's makeup artistry, which is one of my faves too, because right now with makeup, it's such a trend. It's such a big thing, but, um, regular people do not go out of their way to add so much makeup. They're not drizzling it down their face. And everyone <laughs> comes to me and they're like, how do I do makeup for real? Like that doesn't seem very much like anything I want to do. I don't want to waste the makeup products I get because that Instagram stuff isn't me. And I'm like, oh, let me show you. And I'm really excited and I'm really blessed to be in a position where people trust me enough when I tell them, oh yeah, I can show you how to look good for who you are. They actually are open to it and they're excited about that. So that's a blessing in itself. And then like my little secret jam is um, special effects makeup. I'm a low key sci-fi geek. <laughs> so I love to do like bruises and um, make you look like you got a head sticking out or you've got a bullet wound or I have two little boys, fortunately, and I get to make them look creepy or um, in my house, a wolf is like the go-to animal. So we've been wolves for many Halloweens now <laughs> or many dress-ups now. Um, and just for regular day, my son likes to dress up like a wolf. So I do a lot of wolf makeup. <laughs> 
It's my secret jam. I love the prosthetics. I love to watch um, the making of horror movies so that I can see the breakdown of how they create this thing that really makes us so scared or really tricks us into believing that someone's arm is cut off or that someone who's 20 is like 80. I love that whole idea of like converting someone into something that is not really them and how it's done, like the breakdown, the bit by bit, uh, how they build up the makeup and how they really um, make sure the colors look right and that it doesn't look weird. So I really love that little secret jam. And in that lane, there's not a lot of representation of minorities, let alone women. In special effects, it's just not a thing. There's maybe one or two women out professionally that are doing it on a big scale. And there is no that I've found yet that are minorities that are not um, Caucasian. So to be stepping into that lane and doing those things, even just on a small basis of Minnesota, I feel like it puts us on the map. It gives other people, um, minorities, especially the idea like makeup doesn't have to just be beauty. You can go do the special effects too. You can do TV makeup. You can do this wardrobe styling thing and actually do it uh, according to how you feel you want to offer the services. So that's awesome. And it also gives me the opportunity to change the perspective of what fashion and makeup and all that stuff is being sold to us as. I love the fact that I can like break that down with my clients and say, you know what, just because this is what's being sold to you doesn't mean you have to buy that. Doesn't mean you have to dress trendy because trend isn't your thing. So let's find out what your thing is and dress according to that. Let's look at who you are for a change and worry about dressing ourselves according to yourself. Let's also really define our body type and learn how to dress that body type so that our body looks the best it can look. Not just so that we're buying stuff that we don't need that ends up staying in our closet. So one of the uh, facts that I've learned is that 80% of people only wear 30% of their wardrobe that they own. So we're wasting all this money by buying things we don't even wear that sits in our closet and we don't even know how to wear it. We're just doing it because it was sold to us at some point, you know, or we saw a commercial or we saw some celebrity and something that was similar and we're like, oh, we like it. Not even knowing if it looks good on us, not even knowing how to wear it, not even knowing if it's a thing, you know? So that's where I come in and I'm able to like educate and really show people how to dress their body, how to get the most out of what's already in their closet. Let's go resell some of it or consign some of it and really get the things in your closet. Even if it's not a full, huge, you're filling up your whole closet. You've got nice pieces that you really like that you know how to mix and match. Let's work with that because then you're going to love what you look like. You're going to actually get dressed in the morning and want to get dressed. And that's the key. We want to use our wardrobe and not just wear clothes, but actually live in them. Make us feel good. Make us want to go out into the world and show up for ourselves. That's what fashion really can do if you allow it. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help you understand how that's possible on a budget because everybody's not balling. I do not have a million dollars and I don't want to go out, be honest and buy Gucci. Cause I don't go places where that's a real thing for me to wear that. Not to mention Gucci does not cater to someone in my size category. So how can I look cool <laughs> or spend, you know, and I can't validate spending $500 on a t-shirt. <laughs> No, oh, I can't. no, I can't. No, no, it's not, it's not reasonable. But I can look like I spent five hundred dollars on my T-shirt and only spend five dollars on it. That's what I can. Yeah, so we're not wearing Gucci to Aldi because that's the last time I ran into you is when we were at Aldi. Although you did look like you were wearing something that was $500. I told you I was walking out of Aldi with my cart and Trey was walking in and I recognized you and your daughter. I didn't recognize you, but I just looked at your outfits, you and your daughter. And I was like, oh, they look really nice. And then I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Trey. So like I've recognized your outfits before, yeah, before your outfits, before I even recognized you. So she can do it. I, I swear she can do it. And I just want to go back a little bit and acknowledge just really cool that you are um, making waves in that industry and that you are, you know, making a name for yourself and for others, um, women 
and then minorities as well, and that you're doing something really, really cool. So I personally, I'm not a horror movies girl that they, you know, like the scary face stuff. That's just not my jam, but it is a jam of like millions and millions of people and probably billions of people actually in this world. And so, so good for you. Kudos for digging in deep and like giving yourself a voice for that. So, which is super, super cool. I do want to get started off by talking about really what you had said. So we are sold things all the time, all the time. And I am guilty of this. Um, I've gotten better since my husband and I do have just an overall budget, but there are times when I just want to like hit buy on Amazon or I run it, I'm at Target and I really, really want those cute jeans or that cute shirt or, you know, whatever it may be. I see some girls at church or I see some girls, you know, out on the street and I'm like, oh man, I really just like want an outfit like that. But you had mentioned like they just sell us these things and they make us think that we have to have these things. But then they're in our closet for like six months, maybe a year, and then we don't use them anymore. So before we really jump into buying something like new clothes for yourself or new clothes for the family, what are some questions that you should really ask yourself or things that you should consider before you just go and start buying stuff? First and foremost is if you want to go shopping, go shopping in your closet. If your closet is full, it's literally full, you have to go in your closet first because otherwise you're just spending money needlessly. So I always say shop in your closet first. You do need to go through what you already own and see if it's something that you even want to keep or that fits you or that works. So shop in your own closet is the first thing. What's in your closet that you haven't worn in over six months? A lot of the times with my clients, once we've redone their wardrobe and we've shopped through their closet and they're like, I don't want to get rid of that. I say you have a time limit on that item. You have three months to wear it. If you don't wear it in three months, it has to go. We either have to consign it, resell it, or we has to be donated somewhere. So there's that challenge. Are we looking through our clothes? Are we wearing everything we own? Or are we doing 80%? Are we wearing, have a 100% wardrobe and only wear 30% of it? And that 30% is now looking like crap because that's what you always wear. So first, let's go through our wardrobe and see. Second, why are we buying new clothes? Is there a reason? Is there a purpose? Are we going because we're refreshing what we have or are we going shopping because of an emotional situation? Do we spend money out of feelings? Let's talk about that because that's one thing that marketers do. I do work in advertising. I do get to style commercials. And that is a big thing. They play on your emotions. So let's talk about it. Do you feel some type of way before you're going shopping? Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you nervous? Do you have life changes going on? Those are big factors in how you're spending, why you're spending. Do you even need to spend? So we got to look at that emotional. Is there an emotional piece to this spending habit or why we're even doing it in the first place? So what's the next step after we've asked these questions and dove deep? So once we check that off, we look through our closet, then we get to check off. We've got a reason. Okay, you're going back into the workforce. You've got some interviews happening. Now let's look at We've shopped our closet. We've gotten rid of things that don't work and don't fit. We've got an idea because we're going back into the workforce, right? Now we get to ask ourselves, how much can we really afford on these new clothes? What is a real budget? Don't necessarily need to know like what we're going to buy, how we're going to buy. We just need to know what we can actually afford. Okay, we can afford $200, okay? So you set aside that $200 Because that's the money that you can actually take out of your pocket and use or you can take from your bank. We've got the $200. We've got the clothes we don't need. We've got a purpose. Now, let's say, what are we going to actually buy? What are the things we're going to go shopping for? We're going back to work. The work environment has changed dramatically, so suits aren't necessarily something we need. So let's look at what we actually need. 
because it's so liberal, we could actually wear almost anything. We can wear jeans, we can wear tops. We just can't dress like we're going to the beach, like no bikinis, you know what I mean? No things that you would wear if you're going out for cocktails, okay? So let, we're being realistic. We're narrowing it down. We're getting smaller to like what we're really going for, okay? So we're looking for some really nice stuff that looks good on us because we can pretty much wear anything with few exceptions. So there's that. Now we're going to look at what our body type is. Can we map our body? Do I have an hourglass? Do I have an inverted triangle? Do I have a tomato body shape? Do I have a pear body shape? Do I have a rectangle? We can use all types of things to describe what our body shape is. Once we have that idea and we have that understanding, then we need to know what types of things are going to look good on that body. What types of blouses, what types of material, what types of cut, what kind of cut jeans? Because jeans, we'll just take a quick little set out here for jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Shopping for jeans for everyone can be the most challenging thing on the planet. But it's so challenging because no one knows what their body type is so that then they can say, here's my body type. And then these are the type of cuts that look good in jeans on this body type, right? Once they understand that first, then going to get jeans will be easier. So we figured out our body type. We know what looks good on us. Then we're going to say, okay, let's think of colors, let's think of materials, and then we'll start talking about price point. But before we talk about price point, is there any way we can beef up our budget a little bit? $200 is still very workable. We still can do some good stuff with it, but we need to you know, see if we can beef it up. We've got these clothes over here that we don't necessarily use anymore, and they're pretty in pretty good shape. We've never worn them. Some of them still have tags on them. So let's go see where we can take these things because other people will probably look good in them and resell them or consign them. The difference between consigning and reselling is resell, you get the money right away. They take it, they buy it from you, and they sell it right away. Consign means they hold it on, on site for an amount of time, giving it a window to be sold. And if it's not sold, they either return it or they keep it and donate it or, you know, sell it themselves at some other time. So you don't get money right away, but you'll probably get it eventually. And they can kind of increase, you know, what the price is sold for when it's consigned versus resale. So we have that option. Then we also have the option of places like Opitz, Nordstrom Rack, Um, where it's like a deep, deep discount. They mark it down. It's brand new, but it's marked down a lot because it's been in the store for a while. Opitz is like, they buy all of that markdown stock from places like Macy's, Nordstrom, Saks Fifth Avenue, High, Neiman Marcus, et cetera. And then they bring it to their store and it comes in that store at like 90% off. Then they have their own markdown process too. So it's like, you know, with with time it gets even less and it comes through the door. It's got like a 90% markdown and you can expect it to be after that 90, it's going to be a little bit in the 80% markdown. So you're getting really high in quality things for really cheap prices, almost like you got it from a consignment shop. So now you're starting to branch out into like where you can go shopping and like where you could take your stuff to sell to increase your budget. So you go, you sell, you consign, you have increased your budget. Consigning takes a little bit of time so you don't reap that benefit right away. But resell, you can sign. You you got some good stuff. You were able to sell it. You made an extra $100 that you can spend. In a resell setting, they'll give you cash or they'll give you in-store credit. You take the in-store credit, it's always going to be a little bit more than if you had the cash. It's about 20 to 30% more money if you spend in-house versus taking the actual cash and spending it other places, which I always say is the better option because then you can buy more stuff. I always say that's a good thing. So think about it like that. Like the key is to shop and to be able to shop a lot for a little, right? So there's that. 
And I always say, keep that credit because you never know when it can come in handy. Even if you took some things that they didn't buy at the resale and you're like, okay, the consignment took it. Let it stay there, figure out how it's going to do its thing because later on you might need it and have some money, you'll be able to spend it later. And they keep your credits. They never go away. They keep it as long as you want to leave it there. So that's a plus. You, It's like you never waste money per se. So there's that. Once you've figured out your budget, you got it. You got a little $100 extra or $150 extra because you decided to take the in-store credit. And so you've got options now. You're like, okay, I've gotten rid of stuff. I know what I'm shopping for. I've got a budget. My budget just got increased because I, I went and got some free money. Now let's go to the store and actually shop. Okay, you have all that figured out, and now you're ready to use your money and shop. What should your plan of action be? You have an idea, you have a goal, you have a list. Let's create a list of what you're actually going to buy. Some people really love dresses. Some people love pants. Some people like outfits. Let's just sit down and discuss it or think about it in your own life. And you're, you're not, you don't have a stylist. You don't have someone who's going to pick it back with you. Think about how you dress. What do you dress first? Like, what do you put on? Do you put on your pants first? Do you put on your top first? Do you style based on what shoes you're going to wear? Whatever it is you start with first, let's kind of put that at the top of your list and maybe do two or three of those because you know that's your foundation and you can work off of that. So you want to do whatever your base is. I like to start with my pants or my shoes. I have big feet, so, so shoes play a big part in my wardrobe and what they're going to be because I wear a size 11. 11 isn't a regular shoe size, so I have to work a little bit harder at finding them. I'm a size 20, 22 in pants, but I'm also tall. So finding pants for me as a taller woman is a little more challenging and I have plus and height. So it's like, okay, I got to work a little bit harder. So when I do figure out what I'm going to shop for. Those are going to be some of my main things because I know that they're not easier to come by. I have to put a little more work in there. So like my shoes are top and then my pants or my bottoms are going to be, you know, there's going to be multiples of those if I can find them. Like I try and do two jeans or two bottoms and then get more tops because you can mix and match with bottoms and tops more versatilely than you can with like dresses and things of that nature. So you create your little list of what you're going to buy, tops, bottoms, dress jackets, whatever that looks like for you, whatever your needs are, you're going back to work. It could be multiples. You can work at a school. You can, whatever that is. Now you have a real good baseline for shopping because you know what you're going to buy. Then you can say, okay, I've got this credit over here at this resale shop. Let's start there first and use most of the credit or the credit and then you could be done. Go into the store. Don't be afraid to ask people for help, even if it's just to the point where they're just finding you the items. The other thing is always, 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 always try on your clothes. Don't leave with an item that you didn't try on because the likelihood of you actually using that item, wearing that item later is unlikely because you didn't try it on and you don't know if it's fit. You're just buying it because you're ready to go. Especially if they're jeans. (laughs) Especially if they're jeans. What you want to do is try on everything. Pick up everything. Your fitting room can have 100 garments in it. So what? Have 100. It's okay because the key is to try on the thing and buy the one thing that you feel the best in and looks the best on your body. You know what's going to fit your body. We've already did that analysis. You know what's going to look good on you. So let's try it on and see and put that to the test. Allow the people who work there to tell you what's in their inventory. Let them know what you need, what you're looking for, the style, and they will know where to find it in your size, what it is. And don't hesitate to say, hey, give me some suggestions because you work here. You know what you have. Suggest some things for me. Have them start you a fitting room and go ahead and try on everything. Take pictures of yourself in those items just to see if it's really what you think it is. Yep, look at yourself in the mirror, but also take a picture and say, you know what, do I really like this? 
blah, blah, blah. Don't make any snap decisions. Try out everything. Set your I likes to the one side. Set your maybes to another side. And then there's things that you're like, nope, this just isn't going to work. Don't be afraid to do that process of elimination because it's going to give you really what you're looking for. Because the key here is to build a wardrobe that you're actually going to wear. Not a wardrobe that's just going to take up space. You want something that's actually going to be put to use. So let's go ahead and do that process of elimination. Even if you set aside maybe an hour or two for the store, that's fine. If you just made it through this one store, no problem. You made it. You bought the things that you came to buy. You marked the things off your list. You don't have to do more. Keep it simple. Don't stress yourself out. Make sure what you're buying is really what you're looking to have, what you're really going to wear, what you're really going to use, because it's not worth your money or the time you spent or the agony of trying on clothes if it's not something you're going to wear. That's why I always want to stress trying on the clothes, because I feel like that gives you that validity that you can wear it. It gives you the validity that it's going to actually be worn because you're going to see it in a different way because you've tried it on and you're like, oh, I do like this. Oh yeah, it does look good. Okay. Yeah. You're validating yourself in that process. So that's why it's important to try on things. Everybody's like, oh, I hate trying on clothes. I got to wear these undergarments. If you don't wear Spanx or all that stuff in regular life, don't do it in the fitting room. You don't have to yeah. bring all that stuff on if that's not what you really do. And you don't need that stuff if that's not how you really dress. I don't wear those waist cinchers. I hate pantyhose. Oh, pantyhose are my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> I haven't worn them in like a decade. <laughs> right. And tights, you can forget it. It's just, no. <laughs> yeah. I wear girdles only when I absolutely need to. And let me tell you, my formal gowns, a lot of times I don't because I just don't like it. It's not my jam. So if it's not your jam, don't do it. Don't be unauthentic. Fashion style is authenticity. It's about you being your true self. It's really about you saying, yeah, this is what I like. This is the style I like to represent. This is making me feel like I'm bringing who I am on the inside out. Because that's one of the things I do in my business. I want to bring out who you are as an individual outwardly in your wardrobe. So you've tried on your things. You've had that time in the fitting room. You know what? You only had like five pieces that really worked out for you out of the hundred you tried on. That's a win. That's a win in my book because you found four things that you actually like that really look good on you. And now you're walking away. And then you also get the bonus of walking to that register and not pulling out your wallet because you've, you're just using your credit. Yes. How fun is that? You just got something for free. So you're winning and you come out of that moment feeling great and you still have things on your list. You didn't even really touch your budget or, you know, the actual cash that you have, you can go and implement those things into your wardrobe. Then you can set a date for another time to finish buying those other things that you had on that list to build that wardrobe. I always say seasonal shopping is good. Shopping for the winter, shopping for the summer. Minnesota, we live in pretty much two seasons. <laughs> yes, we do. It's either super hot or super cold. Right. It's either super hot or super cold. So you're just shopping for those two seasons. And let's be honest, clothes are really made for the two seasons anyway. It's either cold or it's hot or it's somewhere in between warm and cold mm -hmm. or somewhere in between cool and cold, you know? So, you know, we just got layer pieces that add that warm story less pieces that with spaghetti straps that give you more cool right so so it's not like we're doing something so radical like we gotta shop for spring and fall no uh you know in winter and this no you're really just shopping for two seasons buy yourself a you cardigan <laughs> right and add to it truthfully I always struggle with adding personality to my wardrobe, and honestly, I usually go with solids that tend to work with my skin tone. So what are ways that you can add personality to your wardrobe and really feel comfortable with it? 
how you get those little nuances into like your real personality are through color, pattern, and textures. Color is a really good one because people don't know how to match their color with their skin tone. Really pale people feel like they should wear more silver or people who are a lot more bronzer think they should wear gold tones. And the truth is you can be either or like I am a woman of color. However, I can wear gold and silver because my veins are blue they're bluish green, I have that flexibility. So when you want to know like your true color tone and get like a nice picture of like what colors are yours, there's so many different ways you can go about it. There's so many techniques. There's so many this and this and that. What I like to say truthfully is what color are your veins? If your veins are more blue or have that aqua in there, then you have flexibility. You can wear gold or silver. Secondly, if you put gold up to your skin or silver up to your skin, if silver washes you out, maybe you shouldn't wear it. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that are really simple. If gold gives you color, then wear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you lay something up against your skin and it's like, ooh, this makes you look good, then that's something that's good for you. If it makes you look a little dead or like peaked, Maybe it's not a good choice. It's really that simple. You know, you don't necessarily have to have someone like me, although if you want to, I can go into real depth for you as one of my clients and give you tips and tricks and really go over a color palette with you for sure. It's one of my services. I do color maps all day. But it's really just as simple as picking up a color and seeing if it looks good on you. The other thing is if we're drawn to a color, get it. Yeah. If you're drawn to it, it's likely that you can wear it because you're drawn to it. We forget as humans that our metabolical system, our navigational Holy Spirit thing has its own guide. And if we listen to it, it'll direct us in the right way. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So allowing that inner thing to speak to us and listen to it is really the key because listening to it will actually open you up to what's really for you. Yeah, God's in those details. He's in the details. He's wired you to like certain things and appreciate certain things. So if you're drawn to it, then it might be for a reason. Exactamundo. But we as humans and as consumers, more importantly, don't because we're told something different. We're told that if you have a bigger chest, that you can't wear things that have low necklines because your boobs are going to be really big and poke out. But the reality is I love low cut stuff because I do have big boobs and it looks great on my big boobs. Why not wear it? (laughs) I don't know what that's like, but if I had boobs, I would probably show them off a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And what I learned too, that is if you don't have bigger boobs, low cut things look good on you because it makes them look bigger. Yeah, there you go. Emphasize a little bit what God gave you. (laughs) That's it. Don't be afraid. That's the other thing. Just because we're Christians or we associate ourselves with Christianity or whatever, modesty isn't necessarily a thing. If we look back or look at other cultures and how they, like I'm an Afro-Latina, I'm Hispanic. In the Hispanic culture, women wear tight stuff. Women in their 50s are wearing really fitted things that are low cut, half crops, tops, because being sexy is a way of life. It's not even a thing. It's just them being them. And I notice it in myself because I am very spicy. I am really willing to wear something that's cropped, that's tight, fitted, that is low cut, but it doesn't take away from my modesty. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't take away from me sitting with my legs crossed and still carrying myself like a lady because I am a lady. That's never going to change about me. And because I wear something more fitted that happens to be a crop doesn't take away from my professionalism or um, being a lady or being someone's mom, you know, it doesn't diminish that or make me, you know, less. 
or like, oh, you're being too sexy. No, I am a sexy being, so I'm going to be sexy. Why not? Not to mention, I'll soon to have a husband that wants to be attracted to me. So why not be sexy? Because that's part of my being. So embracing those little nuances about ourselves is a good thing and we shouldn't negate it because those things when we when we are drawn to them it's telling us something like um one person i had a client who was like she loved leopard low-key but because she was um a pastor's wife she felt like she couldn't wear it but i was like you love leopard why won't you wear it but i'm his i'm a pastor's what does that have to do with you loving leopard if Mm -hmm. that's what you love to wear wear leopard you're not in a string bikini sitting on (laughs) (laughs) on the pulpit (laughs) on the pulpit so why are you so why are you concerned about that you know and so she thusly became a client and she was like I never knew that there were so many ways I could wear leopard like we started with scarves and then we transitioned her into full-fledged like two-piece outfits where it's a button-up pantsuit that have wide legs and they're just really cute and it could be sheer. And like, she was like, how can I wear sheer as a pastor's wife? I was like, sheer material looks good on your body. She's a plus size woman and she's a little bit older, but she likes things that are um, loose and hanging and have a lot of flow. And so it just so happened that a lot of the things that she likes were sheer. And she's like, but I feel like this is inappropriate. But we're like, here's a tank top that you can put underneath it. And it's totally appropriate. And she's like, I feel so much free. And through her dressing, she also was able to step into her calling, which is like a women's ministry. And so she never thought she could do that. But again, she started to own her love for those little things and wasn't afraid anymore to actually wear them. And then when we showed her, I showed her how she could wear them. It was different. So having a plan before you start shopping is really the key, not just having a plan, but also starting with your own resources. And then you can go anywhere with that. Take your time. Think about it very thoroughly first. Then you can go from there anything is possible. Don't be afraid. I want to say truthfully, don't be afraid. Don't take what society says as the key for you. Be okay with what your desires are as that person. Then you can show up truly for yourself. I think as women, we've become so accustomed to being that for other people that we don't know how to be that for ourselves. Why not be that for ourselves? Because if we if we are that for ourselves, how much more can we be for others? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the analogy of the feeling of the cup um, a lady gave me. She's like, your cup, you're able to give what you can give because you're giving the overflow. You're allowing yourself to be filled up so much that there's overflow. And that's really what's being given away is the overflow. So if we allow ourselves to be filled with what the desires we really want, like, I really like that blue sheer top because it's coral or it's royal blue and I love royal blue, but it's got sheer sleeves. Go for it wear it, try it out, see if it fits you. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Set a budget. Don't be afraid to set the budget. If you want more money in your budget, find ways within your closet to actually supplement more because resale is a real big thing right now. I don't know if anybody, if you've ever heard about the fact that there's like landfills right now with with an excess of clothes. Clothes are really filling up landfills right now, and it's horrible. It's a really bad thing. Other countries are suffering more than America with the landfills and clothes in the landfills Mm -hmm. to the point where, like, they can't burn it because of the toxic, the dyes and things. And it's, like, really messing up the ozone layer, etc. And the dyes from this overproduction of clothes are going into the water, our waters, our seas, our oceans. And I don't know if any of your viewers are noticing in the news, but fish are attacking people. 
had an alarm. Oh, <laughs> There's so many shark attacks. We got, we got crazy fish running around. <laughs> right, right, but like it affects on a big, big scale. Like what yeah, we're doing yeah. in like this culture of like overspending and buying what's new and trendy when we don't have to. We don't yeah. have to do any of that. And here's the other thing is we also have the option to like have girl groups or like friend girl groups or just groups in general where it's like the whole family or neighborhood groups and you say let's swap let's all bring out our clothes that we aren't wearing and like be honest and not like hold on to something for emotional sentimental reason if you haven't worn it in six months let it go and like have a group of friends who all bring their stuff and you exchange and don't just do it for yourself, but do it for your whole family. Say, hey, or just say you and a friend, you and one friend, you get together and say, let's commit to swapping clothes. I'll empty out my clothes once or whatever. You empty out yours once or whatever. We come together and exchange. I'll take your clean out you take my clean out go through what you want i'll go through what i want what we don't keep we as individuals can either resell or donate that's such a great idea such a great idea and i did have a girlfriend actually just give me some of her clothes because she decided you know hey i've been holding on to these and i just realized you know like my body just doesn't fit into these like they used to she's had some kids and you know our bodies change and so did mine i had to get rid of some clothes too our hips get bigger you know feet get bigger whatever it is like things just happen and so she gifted me some beautiful pieces and i'm just so blessed because of that and i didn't have to go and spend some money and it wasn't necessarily a swap but with that intention you know i could do that with my friend group as well and so trey i just want to say like thank you so much for being on the podcast, this has been incredibly insightful, really just super, super insightful for ways to just save money. And then also love what you're wearing, love what you're wearing instead of just buying what's on trend. Because as you said, that stuff, it just kills me to think about it is going into the landfill and really hurting this beautiful earth that God created. And so we can do our part by, you know, like you said, shopping consignment or doing resale, um, making money off the clothes we already have, but also like just kind of doing that swap out process and really enjoying the items we have and making sure that they fit us and we feel good and we know that we like it. So then we can waste less um, and just be less of a burden on um, our earth. So I just want to thank you so much. You've really filled up my cup. You filled up my cup and I feel good. I just feel like I've gathered a bunch of knowledge. And if the ladies love you, if a woman listening just loves you as much as I do, because I know that they will, where can they find you? How can they connect with you and find you? Oh, um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and it's going to be Trey Styles LLC for everything and that's instagram linkedin i have a facebook page it is my beautiful face with lots of curly hair um i'm pretty much a chameleon so i don't always look the same but those are the best places to reach out please don't hesitate to dm me on instagram uh facebook or on LinkedIn. I'm totally open to that. I have a website that will be coming soon where you can book appointments there. I'm also calendarly Trey Styles LLC. Um, Trey Styles, you can find me on calendarly to book appointments for makeup lessons. I'm starting that class there and we can do individuals or group where you can get some how to apply makeup for yourself on a daily basis. What does that look like? Um, wardrobe tips and tricks as well. Your perfect 10. That's 10 pieces of clothing where you can mix and match and create hundreds of different looks. I am totally up for that. But LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook are some of the best places to find me. Wonderful, wonderful. And you do have just a beautiful face. So if you find a beautiful woman, that's probably Trey. <laughs> <laughs> stumble across her and then one more question as we wrap up because 
you brought me just so much joy. You always bring me so much joy. Your your hugs every time I see you in person. You just wrap me in your arms and I just want to snuggle into you. So I want to know what brought you joy today. You know, being alive brought me joy today. Just being able to wake up and know that I have a purpose and a plan and that I get to do this podcast today. <laughs> it's so exciting. I've never done anything like this. No one's ever said, um, wanted to be curious of what I do. People are curious, but they're not like, let's sit down and talk and let me pick your brain. This is so exciting. And I love people. I love women. Women are so special. We're like the backbone to the world. And who loves the healer? I do. I love the healer and women are the healer. They're the nurturers. They're the, the thing that keeps everything going. So I love us. And just being able to love us on a big scale. It's also, I want to just hug everybody who hears the podcast and just squeeze them tight so that they know that someone out there loves them. That's really it. Just knowing that I can love and do what I do is amazing. It's like the best gift God has given me just breath in my lungs and knowing that I get to do what I'm passionate about for a career hands down gives me so much joy like it makes me want to cry every time I think about the fact that I get to do in that generations that lived and suffered through slavery were born just so I can be here to do what it is that I'm doing. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for my ancestors. I'm just thankful for the life that God has given me and the breath in my lungs that I get to breathe every day doing what I love. It's just a blessing. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Trey. Really, really thank you for sharing that. You are such a joy, such a joy, and I'm so thankful for you and the love that you share with me and with others. And I will tell you, like I said, Trey's hugs are simply the best. So just take that, the fact that she was just even hugging you <laughs> through this podcast as like something that should warm your heart because as you heard, she just has so much love for you without even knowing who you are. So thank you, Trey, for all that you do and just sharing your awesome knowledge on this topic and helping women just feel beautiful on the inside and out and um, just letting it all shine through with you, you as who you are. So thank you, Trey. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Don't you just love her? You can feel her passion for women and her encouragement for you not to be an ounce sorry for having confidence and wearing whatever makes you feel good. So if you are feeling good on the inside, do not be afraid to reflect that on the outside. All it takes is some prep work and you will be styling without breaking your bank account. Do you have a friend or a coworker or someone in your community who could use some of these tips? Then share this episode with them and plan a date to shop until you drop with a budget, of course. Now go out and have some fun because fun leads to joy. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. <laughs>